Finances can be complicated, but they don't have to be. I break down financial topics that may seem complex and overwhelming so you can start taking action on your financial goals. I'm Ari Talbot, and it all starts here on Personal Finance Redefined. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today's episode is about how to make your money work for you, and specifically through compound interest. So please feel free to share this podcast with your friends if you think they might find it helpful repost. I really appreciate all the support. It's been amazing so far and I hope to keep it going. So without further ado, we'll go ahead and get into it. Today's episode, once again, about making your money work for you and specifically through compound interest. So one way to figure out how to plan ahead when it comes to your finances is by asking someone else older what they wish they did. So for those of you who know my story, I did ask someone that, but it was later in life, relatively, than many of my peers. So I started investing in high school and I understood loosely compound interest, but I didn't enhance or I would say take advantage of the true value of it as early as possible. And now as early as possible could be age zero. So maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but I I do have a, a general knowledge around investing when I was in college and high school. But even after years of financial courses, graduate school, becoming a financial planner, I still think about the best way to explain compound interest to clients, my friends and family. So here's a story I like to tell. If you ask someone older what they wish they did, you may hear someone say something like, I wish I got Amazon when it was a dollar a share, or I wish I invested in Facebook. I could have seen that coming. This is what I would hear when I ask individuals about this. This is what I did hear. Then I asked one individual during an internship who said, I wish I started saving for retirement early. I meet, you know, my first honest thought was this guy's boring. Um, I don't know what he's talking about. He's not going to get rich. I don't want to be like this guy. But he, he saw my facial expression and explained. He said, listen, dude. And he called me dude because he saw one surfing photo and my nickname was practically dude for the whole internship. And he went on to explain just align your money for what you want it to do for you. Don't think of it as this awkward subject or something that gives you stress when it's just paper. Just think of money as time. Align it with your goals. It's not complicated. It kind of sounded a little guru-like advice, but it resonated with me because he wasn't talking about some big stock he wished he got in early with. Yes, of course we all wish we got in early. But know that we don't hear about the stories where you put in $10,000 and it was going to become a million but instead it became $0 and it would have been worth $100,000 if you invest intelligently. So it turns out that $100,000 was all you needed to reach your goals. Well, there's no, sometimes what I, what I find is we often take on risk we don't even want or need to reach our goals. And we do it because we don't understand what our true goals are and what it takes to accomplish those. We do it because we don't know what we're doing or we're unclear about what we really want. Here's an example at showing how saving early can affect your investment balance as you age. Now, I'm going to say John decides to start saving for retirement, let's say at age 25. John saves $500 a month in his retirement account until he's age 35. So at this point, John stops saving and he's just going to let his account grow, assuming a 7% rate which is low. Historically, the stock market's done around 10% a year. So really, this number should be higher, but we'll stay conservative to ensure you're confident in my number crunching. So remember, John is 25. He saves 500 bucks a month until age 35, at what point he stops contributing. So that's John. Well, 
At age 65, assuming a 7% return, exactly like I said, John would have $658,783. $658,000, even though John contributed $60,000. The $60,000 was his own money. The $60,000 is what I got from taking the $500 a month for 10 years. Now, that growth of about sixty of about $600,000, the, the difference from $658,000, $60,000, I just said it's $600,000, well, that's completely tax-free because it's in a retirement account. The reason I picked $500 a month for John is because $6,000 a year is the maximum you can put into a Roth or traditional IRA, which I spoke about in an earlier episode. So now that growth of about $600,000, that's tax-free because it's in a retirement account. If it wasn't in a retirement account, the government says, hello, what's up? And they're going to take a piece of it, depending on your tax bracket when you sell. Now check this out. Same example, but we're going to use Brad instead of John. Brad's going to start saving at 35, so 10 years later than John, instead of age 25, and he's going to save until retirement. So Brad's going to save 500 bucks a month for 30 years, not 10, but 30. Remember, John only saved 500 bucks a month for 10 years. So what we see is that John has 685,000 bucks and Brad had 600,000. John seriously has $85,000 more than Brad. However, John only saved from age 25 to 35 for a total of 10 years at 500 bucks a month and Brad did 500 bucks a month as well, but for 30 years, just started 10 years later. John contributed $60,000 over his 10 years, and it became $685,000. Brad contributed $180,000 over 30 years, and it became $600,000. What does this tell us? Start early. Even if the amount's small, be consistent. Just start early. Brad contributed three times three times as much money and ended up with less than John in retirement. Now check this out. For perspective, let's assume John kept saving. Let's assume John actually made more money over his lifetime, which he probably will. But for example's sake, to still show you how crazy this is, let's assume John kept saving but didn't increase that. So he sticks with the 500 a month. So in the last example, we use John 25 to 35 at 500 bucks a month. Let's just say John kept saving through retirement. He didn't stop. Now, he just kept saving the same way as Brad, but he had a 10-year head start. Well, now John has $1.3 million in retirement. That 10-year head start gave John more than double Brad's balance. The more time you have to use your advantage, the less work you're going to have to do. Don't worry if you're listening and you're over 35. You just have to either one take more risks to reach the desired level of income in retirement. As I like to say, financial independence, whatever that means to you, it's different than you, your neighbor. It's different than the person who's at the grocery store. It's different than anyone you know. It's your situation. But if you are young and want to get a jump start, compounding can be a very good friend. All of this is assuming that 7% return. I hope to at least get that, that market capture of the 10%, which is what it's been doing historically. If you have any questions on any of this, feel free to email me. ARI at rootfinancialpartners.com. That's ARI at rootfinancialpartners with an S on the end.com. Feel free to submit a question if you want your topic to be answered. That's at personalfinanceredefined.co. That's .co. Other than that, send me a message on Instagram. Happy to, to post anything you would like if you want some more information on. 
let me know how I can help. See y'all next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Personal Finance Redefined Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know if there's anything in particular you would like me to discuss by submitting a question at personalfinanceredefined.co. That's personalfinanceredefined.co. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, quick disclaimer here. Please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.